Welcome to Freelance with Freedom. I'm your host, Harriet Hadfield, and I'm so excited you're here. I help freelancers generate consistent income on their terms, free from hustle culture. I went from broke makeup artist living in a room I couldn't stand up in, living paycheck to paycheck, to working on the red carpets of LA as a celebrity makeup artist. I also created a six-figure business during a global pandemic in less than seven months. After working around the world and on set as a celebrity makeup artist for 15 plus years, I was tired. I was tired of the hustle culture and an emphasis on being busy. I was tired of the starving artist mentality and buying into the narrative there's only one way to be successful. So I decided to create my own version of success, to break the rules and rewrite my own. And I want to show you how to do the same. If you're a freelance creative and you want to generate consistent income, work with your dream clients and step into the CEO role in your business, you're in the right place. There's room for you at this table. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Freelance of Freedom. I am excited to talk about today's topic. So today I want to talk about the difference between purpose and pressure, okay? And the energy behind both when you're striving to hit your goals as a freelancer. So I want to talk about how to find the fun in your work, stop comparing, feel more productive and increase your bank balance at the same time. So after 16 years working freelance as a makeup artist, I know all too well that my personal tendency is to gravitate towards an all or nothing thinking. That is very default for me. And the more I work with my own clients, the more I notice this thought pattern. So maybe you're sat here thinking, yep, that's me. I'm very all or nothing. So looking back, I know a lot of what I achieved has been because of an energy of pressure that I put on myself, disguised as purpose. So I always have associated myself as someone who is very passionate, very driven. And when we talk about passion, it's so easy to get that confused with this idea of pressure. To me, passion, I would associate with a purpose, whereas looking back, I feel like so much of what I achieved or tried to achieve was coming from a place of pressure. So the truth is pressure and purpose are very different. For example, I know putting pressure on myself works and I can get stuff done from putting pressure on myself, but it doesn't feel good and it's not sustainable. And I was talking with a client recently about when I was working very much in the trenches as a makeup artist and I was very busy And for me, going to the gym meant I had to get up at 5.30am. That was how I fitted it in. And if I wanted to work on my side hustle when I got home from work, I had to put pressure on myself to get things done. And it never felt good. I didn't look forward to it. And ultimately, I resented my business and myself for not being able to quote unquote, do it all in such a short space of time. I was trying to fit in all the things and it didn't feel good. So knowing I could do it when I had to from a place of pressure, what I learned from that was that was an option. I knew I could do that, but I also knew it didn't have to be that way. And that long-term, that was a surefire way to burn out, something none of us want. So reframing my approach to my goals and what I wanted to achieve my business from a place of purpose feels so much better and it felt better then realizing that. So when I tapped into why I was doing those things, it was easier to show up for myself and for my business. When it comes from a place of purpose for me, it feels lighter, more playful, and ironically, way more productive. So for example, getting up early to work out, 
makes me feel energized. So I can actually focus on how I want to feel, not how I want to look. How I want to look feels about pressure. How I want to feel, that feels more about a purpose. And when working on my side hustle in the evening, I thought about how many people I would be helping doing this work. So I chose to focus on the life I was creating for myself rather than this timeline or obsessing over how many people would buy it. Again, coming from a place of pressure. And when I have a lot to do, one of the most helpful things I can do for myself is to remind myself I'm not in a rush. I say this to my clients all the time and I say it to myself because it has such an impact on the way I think and my results. For me, pressure makes me feel like I have to get it all done now. Whereas purpose reminds me I'll always be tweaking things, evolving, learning from my mistakes. Purpose doesn't expect me to get things right on the first try, whereas pressure wants perfection and immediate gratification. That's purpose's goal. So when I operate out of pressure, I feel rushed, things feel heavy, and that kind of energy makes it so much harder to make decisions. So how do you step out of pressure and into purpose? For so many creatives, I think this idea of being in a rush comes in part from an emphasis on busyness, which is very much associated with creative industries. Hustle culture has led us to believe that the pool of success is small and there's not enough room for all of us. And more than that, what we are presented with time and time again is the idea that success has a shelf life. So we have to get there sooner before it runs out. It's this real elusive feeling that there's not enough for everyone. So other people getting there is taking away from us. And this feeling of missing out, this FOMO, is real for a lot of my clients when I first work with them. And that makes sense when the industry wants to pit us all against each other. The reality is that freelancers have been made to believe that feeling validated comes from our success and being successful before anyone else. It feels sometimes like it's about who can do the most in the shortest amount of time. The quest to become an overnight success is sought after by so many because of what they think it promises them. And I definitely found myself falling into this trap early on in my career. You don't need me to point out how unhealthy this is, but for so many of us, being in a rush and doing the most is what causes burnout. But so many of us don't realize, sadly, until it's too late. So you have to get curious. How's this way of thinking working out for you? I want you to ask yourself that. If you find yourself stuck in an endless cycle of comparison and decision fatigue, then you have to change your day-to-day thoughts and actions. So I want you to ask yourself right now, why am I in a rush? Why do I feel like I have to do it all now? What am I afraid will happen if I stop doing all the things, spinning all the plates? We all have busy lives. Some of us have children. Some of us have other priorities, things that are important in our life. And I want you to have a full life. But why are you in a rush? So notice the thoughts that come up for you with these questions and ask yourself, what would feel better? So maybe you can't control the first thought that comes in, but if you can control the second, what would you choose to believe? that would feel better. So when your brain wants you to believe that you have to do Clubhouse, Instagram, YouTube, podcast, Twitter, aka all the things, and work 10 hours a day on set, ask yourself who says, this has helped me so much in my own business. And coming back to a place of purpose rather than pressure is reminding myself, who decided this is the way? Did someone tell me? Maybe I heard it through the grapevine or something I've picked up on. But why am I deciding that that's true? So you get to design your days. You get to create a life you feel excited by, one that is truly sustainable and profitable because the two are important. The first thing I want you to do is turn to your to-do list. 
Okay, so this is the very first task we're going to do to tackle this. How long is it? And I mean, how long is it really? (laughs) How do you feel about your to-do list? Do you find yourself getting really annoyed at yourself when you can't get every single thing ticked off by the end of the day? It's very commonly discussed that there is a dopamine hit that people actually get from ticking off to-do lists. So if you're making it longer and longer because you want to be able to check boxes, ask yourself how that's working for you. How is it making you feel? Is it achievable? And in a past life, this was me constantly berating myself for not getting it all done. If I had 10 things to do on my to-do list and let's say I got nine ticked off, that last task would like really plague me. It'd really haunt me. It taunted me that I was so close to getting it all done. Whereas I could have chose to think of how I practice now is, wow, you got nine things done on your list today. That's incredible. But I would focus on the one thing I didn't do. And I think this is very common. So the first step is to start making your to-do list shorter. Like seriously, have a look today at your to-do list. My bet there's at least one thing you can delete, one thing you can delegate or something you can postpone. That's actually not a needle mover right now. It's not as important as you've decided it is. And when it comes to operating out of energy of purpose, you have to get honest with yourself. What is genuinely important for you and your business? So step one, you're going to delete something, delegate or postpone at least one task on your to-do list. And I want you to make a daily practice of this, actually getting good at reducing the list. Again, if you come from this idea, I'm not in a rush, Rome wasn't built in a day. And one of the best pieces of advice I ever got given was to do a time audit in my business. So this simply means timing yourself, doing all the general tasks you have to do throughout the day in your business. That includes general admin, social media, physical tasks, putting your book together, if you're a makeup artist, cleaning your kit, and time yourself doing them. And I remember the first time I did this, it was so interesting because the first thing I realized was which activities or tasks were the biggest drain on my time. So emails were a really great example. And so was checking my DMs in Instagram. In my mind, I thought they took 10 minutes here, maybe 20 minutes throughout the whole day. But Both of them are vital to my business and have to get done. But because I was checking throughout the day, probably close to 50 times, probably, it was pulling me out of other activities, tasks that needed to be done because one email alone was actually taking me up to 10 minutes to answer. And once I thought about what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it, sometimes it was 15 minutes, 20 minutes. So my 10 minutes a day I thought I was spending on emails was actually turning into an hour, an hour and a half when I added it all up. So I had to allocate that time. And realizing how much time this was adding up to and the fact it was interrupting my flow during other tasks, I decided I would only check my emails twice a day. Of course, if an important discussion was happening via email that required a time restraint, then I made allowances. But once I'd done the time order, I could see how much time I was losing to dipping in and out of my emails, something I generally thought would take me two minutes, but was turning into, like I said, 20 minutes throughout the day, every day. So making a choice to just check twice a day I meant I could allocate half an hour in the morning, say 10 a.m. and half an hour at 2 p.m. If anything was missed during that time or in between, I'd get back to it at the next time slot I'd check in. It would be okay. This had a huge impact on my productivity and the fears I had around it. The next thing that made a huge impact, definitely on my sanity and my bank balance, was to start saying no. We are so terrified of saying no as freelancers but I had to get really honest about who I really wanted to work with. 
So similar to the idea of hustle and always being available was the idea I had to say yes to everything for the fear that there would never be another opportunity, another client or another paycheck. We're taught by default that saying no is the reason we don't have any money, whereas I would argue that selectively saying yes leads to better money and a better relationship with your work because you naturally have more time for life too. And that is so important. We're taught as freelancers that life isn't important, that birthdays aren't important, that holidays are optional, days off are for the week, people who can't hack it. The message is clear. Your emotional well-being is second to your work. The goal is busyness. Again, pressure disguised as purpose. Pressure is what drives comparison. Another beating stick, we as freelancers and definitely hands up, guilty as charged, creators love to pick up on the regular. (laughs) I know in the past comparing myself to others was a surefire way to pressure myself into doing more, into believing I was doing it wrong. And I would say comparison isn't just the thief of joy, it's also the thief that stole purpose because it's steeped in pressure. How do you get rid of comparison? First of all, you get curious. So you have to recognize the thoughts you have around being enough. This idea of enoughness is so prevalent in creatives and freelancers. You have to recognize your path is yours. And it might look different from the outside, from what everyone else is doing. And maybe you think everyone else has got their shit together. But everyone, no matter what, has feelings of doubt from time to time. Okay, everyone questions their journey. Feeling they're not enough is a part of life from time to time, but you get to question it. So using our work as a way to feel worthy is default because it's easy. It's easy to think that a Vogue cover is the answer to all our problems. It's super easy to think that a check for $10,000 will make you feel better. But if it comes from a place of pressure and approval, it cannot give you that, at least not long term. And I love nothing more than celebrating my clients' wins, but I always find it interesting that the biggest wins happen when they let go of the attachment to the outcome. They have intention. They're very clear on those intentions, but the attachment to the outcome is from a place of purpose, not pressure. So it's when they decide to remove the pressure and focus on their why, aka their purpose, instead of what someone else will think, how it's going to play out, that beautiful, incredible, life-changing things happen. What if you get to love your work and say no to things that don't serve you? What if you get paid to work with clients who appreciate you for the rates you're worth and still have time for you and all the other incredible things in your life? I've noticed that when a lot of clients first come to me, separating who they are outside of their work is a really important part of the work we do. Believe it or not, especially when it comes to working less but getting paid more. It's one thing to say you know your worth, it's another thing to act like it. Thing is your purpose goes beyond your work. Your purpose can be multifaceted. Pressure is always going to tell you you have to do something or else. Whereas purpose says, let's give this a try. Purpose knows it's not a one and done, that the journey can evolve, it can ebb and flow. And ultimately, things are allowed to change. You're allowed to change and grow. Whereas pressure expects you to get it right on the first try. So pressure expects a certain kind of outcome. And pressure is ultimately steeped in expectation and shame. Whereas purpose, again, is about intention. So the realization that you can do anything is obvious, at least I think so. But understanding you get to enjoy the process without burning out is lost on so many creatives. And being selective isn't a bad thing. It's questioning your thoughts around what saying no means. You can come from a place of pressure in your business knowing it's not sustainable. It doesn't feel good. 
that burnout is inevitable, or you can choose another way. You can reconnect to why you want this in the first place and ask yourself, what is it you fell in love with? Why did you go into this career? What made you choose this path? Your purpose gets to be bigger than proving something to someone else. You can choose to be more than your work. You can lead a full life. One where work gets to be a part of that and you get to be proud of your work, but not at the expense of your worth. So this episode is a gentle reminder to check in with you and ask yourself, am I operating out of pressure or purpose? You don't need my permission or anyone else's, but I am here to remind you that you can take holidays. You can take days off. It is safe to say no. It's safe to give yourself a moment to decide, is this right for me? So here's to owning your choices and here's to a big full life with incredible people and incredible memories. Pressure or purpose, you get to choose. Thank you so much for listening to Freelance with Freedom. I'd love to continue this conversation over on Instagram. So come hang out with me at Harry Makes Up Academy. You can follow me there for mini trainings that include mindset and strategy to help you step into the CEO role in your business. And if you're interested in taking this work further, you can head to www.harrietheadfield.com to find out more about working together. I am wishing you an incredible week and I can't wait to see you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening.